everyone. I hope you are staying healthy and safe. This podcast episode comes with a video interview. If you would like to watch the video interview, you can find the links of the interview in my episode notes. You can watch it either through my YouTube page or my Facebook page called Words of Heart Podcasts. However you choose to listen to it, I truly hope you enjoy it. everyone welcome to another episode of words of heart in today's episode we have the privilege of speaking with author epiphany jordan thank you for joining me today epiphany thank you so much for inviting me dion it's going to be i'm looking forward to chatting with you awesome so epiphany um if you could tell my audience a bit about yourself and how you came about writing your book. Um, I believe it's called Somebody to Hold Me. I believe that's the specific title, correct? It's Somebody Hold Me, The Single Person's Guide to Nurturing Human Touch is the the full title, which is a mouthful, right? (laughs) But um, it's a big topic. Um, So as uh, you've already introduced me, my name's Epiphany Jordan. I live in Austin, Texas, and I am on a mission to redesign human touch. Um, And just kind of the nutshell of it is that, um, you know, our current culture, we equate touch with sex. And this is a model that's not working really well for most people it doesn't work well for single people and it it actually doesn't work well for a lot of people who are in relationships as well and i would like us to start thinking about touch as something that's important for health and wellness it's got tons of physical health benefits and um you know to start thinking about it that way is that it's something that's important for our survival i mean we already know how important it is for survival for babies um, and not even necessarily just survival but to thrive but we don't really think about it that way for adults so um, the book came about i for since 2003 from 2013 to 2020 i had a hands-on non-sexual touch business called Karuna Sessions here in Austin. And um, it was an amazing, amazing service that we gave, but it was also priced as a luxury. It was expensive. And I was like, well, you know, a lot of people can't afford this. And um, around the time I started writing the book, I um, split up. I got out of a long-term romantic relationship that had been very touch centric and um you know there we had been had a lot of physical contact and i knew from both my hands-on work and for the research i had done that you know if i wasn't dating anybody that i was kind of out of luck you know i might like be able to hug my friends hello or goodbye when i saw them but you know that's not really that's not a lot of touch you know that's a little bit different than sleeping in the same bed as a person or you know even like laying next to a person for a really long period of time and you know getting to that place where your body can get into a really deep space of um, relaxation and just to let go and that feeling of being cared for and so I created the book um, to give people a resource to be able to share touch with their friends in a structured fashion you know because while 
a lot of us do have friends where we hug them hello and goodbye it doesn't usually go beyond that and so you know a lot of us are out and trying to date and you know that can uh, you know sometimes it's great and sometimes it's horrible um, but you know we already have most of us already have a group of people that we love and we trust and um, that we feel close to and connected to you know and yet we don't um, share touch with them because we're afraid that it's going to be misconstrued as something sexual because all of us think about touch that way right and so um, I kind of created a structure so that people could do that and turn it from a sexual activity into a social activity. Interesting. Um, so do you feel um, with what your book represents human touch and how to use it in a safe and comforting manner that's not overstepping any boundaries, um, do you feel that plays a significant role considering what's going on with the pandemic right now? Yes, I mean, um, I, I don't know about you, but I, I, have, I have friends who are all over the board, you know, it's like, it's been interesting listening to people talk about, you know, things opening back up again. And it's like, a lot of people are, you know, it's like we've been isolated for a year and it's like, we basically don't know how to human anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, you know, I have a lot of friends who are just like, oh my God, I just want to hug everybody. And then I have other friends who are like, I can't deal with this. Don't touch me. <laughs> um, and so I'm, I'm really hoping that, you know, this, this is a good time for what I've been talking about for the past three years, because um, I think a lot of the ways that we had done things before the pandemic weren't working for people. And so I feel like this is a good opportunity to go, hmm okay yeah let's maybe try something different here and you know to give people some ideas you know because I mean I also hear people who are like yeah I want to have more affection or you know touch in my life but I have no idea how to go about it or how to get it you know it's like if I start asking my friends they're going to be like weirdo get away from me so you know it helps to have a, a structure and a you know kind of a guide that you can follow along with and um, I think it's going to be really important for people as we come out of this because not not everybody is ready to go back out and start hugging everybody else again right and um obviously I got your book a couple of days ago but um no I, problem um I definitely can understand the need for understanding human touch especially right now um at the start of the pandemic um just to give you a little insight um, my sister um, was really um, strict as to the whole protocols of six feet and she didn't even allow anyone to enter her household um, because my niece, yeah. her two stepchildren, her husband, um, she wants to protect her family, which I completely understand and respect. Um, but even if we were to visit her, um, we would have to, you know, stay outside and have a mask. And I could even hug my niece and she's- Oh, that's so hard. I know. I was, miss hugging my niece as well. It was so, so difficult. Um, yeah. Because I've always hug her every single time I see her. Um, and it was 
um, I was babysitting someone and I was watching this like Disney sing along on Disney plus and the song that they were singing was a frozen song and I immediately started crying because oh. that's like her favorite song in the whole world. Oh that's, a, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> it's like her favorite song in the whole world and I just broke down crying. I couldn't stop yeah. crying because I miss being able to actually hug her and touch her and I just yeah. lost it. Um, <laughs> I think I was like emotional for like a good two days after that but um, it yeah. was really, really difficult. Um, yeah it's been two weeks. Um luckily that's no longer the case and I can hug her and see her well, do all the normal stuff I would do but my sister is obviously still being careful and everything yeah what was that what was the first hug like tell me about that I, I just <laughs> it's funny on um, the first hug because actually um um she started um allowing us to be inside and um, hang out and I was playing with my niece and I had my mask on and um, my dad um, was there to pick me up um, so technically the first hug was a hug I snuck in <laughs> you're like don't tell your mom that we're doing this right no I, well it, well my sister supports me and she she won't kill me I mean uh, it's it's so hard though i mean yeah people have had like such different boundaries around it i mean i still i actually um i was talking to a friend of mine this morning and um one of our friends was was traveling across the country and stopped at my friend's house for the night and he was he had his car all set up to sleep in it but she was like he wouldn't even come in my house you know because he's so you know so people you know some people are very cautious and anxious and other people are like I don't care and I mean it's just it's been a really great education for people I think around the fact that you know everybody has very individual boundaries you know and that's that's actually that's a big part of you know having touch that feels good that feels nurturing you know because it's like you know if somebody I, I don't know if you've ever had the experience of like hugging someone who doesn't want to be hugged and it's like they stiffen up and they go like this and it's like it's not making them feel good I mean it might make you feel good but you know it's like it's better when it's you know somebody who's two people are giving and receiving hugs and they both want it they're both saying yes to it so exactly and yeah. i respect boundaries i completely respect it the hug was two seconds and i had to do it i had to I, do it. <laughs> I get it i'm actually i'm going home this weekend and i'm so excited to see my uh nine-year-old niece she's she's a little cuddle monster but yeah i mean my my mother her grandmother talked a lot about you know like that my, my mother's been um a widow for oh about 13 years now and my niece is the person that she gets most of her touch from so you know to be able to have to like uh, they they I think they started hugging I, I don't know when they started back in but you know it was it was hard you know that she didn't have access to that and especially you know as um as kids get to be teenagers and they're like don't touch me <laughs> so you know that was like you know it's like most of a year that my my mother can't have back you know she's in her 80s and you know she wants to you know she wants to be able to be close to her granddaughter while her granddaughter will still let her and yeah so 
it's it's been really it's been really hard and i mean think about like did you have anybody in your family who died or that was really sick or um i didn't COVID or otherwise yeah um i did not um have to go through any covid uh losses um my heart goes out to those who obviously had to experience that to some extent rather it be covid related or just death in general right um, and not be able to like you know i mean that's older. that's human to be able well to be able to like you know hold each other when we cry when we're grieving i mean that's you know that's the time that you want people to be physically close to you and touch you to know that you matter and that you belong and that you know people care about you i mean people having to go through that on their own without getting that sort of physical comfort i mean it's just it's been crazy i mean i i i don't know how this is all going to unfold in the long term but um I think this year of going without touch is going to have some pretty serious uh, re repercussions for our culture, our society, our health, our mental health, our well-being. Um, you know, we're going to be untangling this one for a while. Yes. Um, <sighs> touch is such a pivotal part of our life, and I love hugging yeah. people. I am I'm, I'm, I'm into hugs, and yet that's not possible because obviously we have to think of our health and the virus and yay there's vaccines but not everyone has access to them quite yet so. yeah i know that's been that's been hard so do you think when um when you get vaccinated and you can get back out in the world and be with your friends are you going to be hesitant to hug them again or are you going to just dive right in there or where are you at with that <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be hesitant. Um, Good. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And I'm, I, I hug. I'm a hugger. Nice. <laughs> That's part of who I am. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, me too. I actually, I've had a couple of friends who are like, oh, it's going to be two weeks past my second vaccine on Friday. I'm like, let's meet up and hug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm down with like specifically specifically doing that, you know, or to be able to like go over to a friend's house and snuggle up on the couch and watch a movie or so, you know, all these things that we have that I haven't been able to do for a year. So it's it's really it's it's been it, it's definitely been challenging for a lot of people, I think, um, and I think people probably didn't realize how important it was for their health and well-being and you know they've kind of gotten a crash course in it over the past year so yeah i think we've gotten a crash course on a lot of things including touch and just accepting yeah. people who they are and just respecting not... people's boundaries absolutely exactly because this pandemic is crazy and no one should have to experience Amen. it alone yeah but a lot of people have and yeah that's the unfortunate factor yeah yeah i mean i honestly i kind of i think last may uh the new york times part published an article saying oh it's probably safe to hug people if you know if you're masked and your faces are facing opposite directions and you don't do it for too long so um i've been hugging my friends outside like I, I go for walks with people a lot that's how i've mainly been socializing with people during the pandemic and um you know if people are like yeah i'll take a hug then i give them a hug you know we're wearing masks and we're outdoors and it's felt pretty safe to me 
Um, so, you know, that, but it's still, you know, I have, I have other friends. I, I actually got to hug one of my friends a couple of weeks ago. She'd been, she got COVID like in the very beginning and she's been a long haul COVID survivor. You know, she's been, she's been sick for a year and she finally got completely vaccinated and the vaccine's actually been helping her with the symptoms of it. But it was so amazing to be able to hug her after, um, you know, I think I saw her once last summer, I took some herbs over to her house and, you know, we stood 20 feet apart from each other on the lawn wearing masks. She was just being super, super cautious. And she called me or we talked and she's like, yeah, let's go have lunch. And I got to hug her and it was so good. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm like seeing more of those sorts of reunions. I'm just, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. But then, yeah, again, there's going to be a lot of people who are just going to kind of hold back and be like, I don't know how I feel about this. And, you know, they're still going to be cautious, you know, even if it's like, okay, you've been fully vaccinated and I've been fully vaccinated, but, you know, I think for a lot of people, it's not that like that, that habit of, I have to keep myself safe and, other people are dangerous. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's going to go away so fast for everyone. Right. Yeah. Um, do you have any um, questions you'd like to ask me since we're talking about this awesome concept of human touch? So you said that you're a hugger. Do you, um, do you have a partner that um, you get touched from on a regular basis? Do you have a romantic relationship where you get touched or? I do not have a romantic relationship. I uh -huh. consider myself to be a romantic, but I do not have a romantic relationship, no. And so your all your friends know you as um as a hugger and um and you give really great hugs and um I mean do you like after you hug people, do you still like hold their hands or sit close to them or you know, do you go in for more touch or um I usually hug them probably like maybe two or three times and then Nice. And you're talking from there. Um, I don't hold their hand. Um, I chuckle, I laugh, we conversate. That's pretty much as far as the whole um, friendship realm goes as far mm -hmm. as that. And do you feel like that's enough touch for you? Do you feel like you're you're missing out? Is it is it satisfying or do you want more of it in your life or? I think it's satisfying. Um, from the romantic perspective, um, I could use a bit more of it, um, but that's a different story altogether. So you, so you really equate touch with sex as well. Of course, you know all of us do to some extent. Yeah, to some extent, yes. Um, I believe um, touch is considered one of the five love languages, I want to say. It is. It definitely is. So it definitely is. I think that's definitely part of my love language, along with words of affirmation. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so if I were to hug you and say, Dion, you're an amazing person, like you would just be like, oh, yeah, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> I can go home now because <laughs> you, you get two for one, right? Yes, that would make my day. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so I'm kind of curious. So this is something that I've been thinking about a lot, um, especially during the pandemic. I think that, um, you know, because a lot of us haven't been getting as much touch as we want or need for a long time. And so, um, you know, because our society like 
has has made touch like acceptable in fewer and fewer situations right you know between you know making it's harder to date and then there's me too and you know all these different things you know there's a lot of fear around touch right and there's a lot of unwanted touch um and i think a lot of people have um really become more dependent on what I call transactional touch, you know, which is getting a pedicure, you know, getting your hair cut and, you know, having them wash a shampoo your hair, you know, when you go and you get a massage or something, you know, where it's touch that that is nurturing some sometimes it's not i mean you know like that thing where yeah. they like scrape the bottom of your feet when you're getting a pedicure that feels horrible i mean it looks great afterwards and it feels really good afterwards but man when you're having it you're done it's like ah right but um so do you feel like um you know since you're since you're single that you've kind of relied on that kind of touch as well for the past you know well obviously not during the pandemic but in the past when you're single do you do you get more of that sort of touch on a regular basis to kind of compensate um well obviously transactional touch involves money which I don't exactly have right 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 but um I do value getting my feet massaged in a manicure pedicure um I love washing my hair on a daily basis. Um, uh -huh. That's really soothing to me, especially when I have like music blaring and it's just a party in nice. my bathroom. Um, have you ever considered like doing that stuff with your friends? Like, you know, hey, you want to come over and we'll give each other pedicures or wash each other's hair? Or... Um, I never suggested that before. Um, perhaps I should. I never thought to suggest it. Um, yeah, I mean, most of us wouldn't because we're used to paying for it. I mean, a hundred years ago, we would have, you know, we would have done that for each other all the time. You know, it's like, um, I mean, like, I don't know if your mom braided your hair, or combed your hair and brushed your hair out a lot when you were a kid or, you know, it's, but we grow out of that, right? Right. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that, that one I think is something that for a lot of people, you know that that maybe feels more comfortable than you know cuddling on the couch and watching a movie or what have you you know it's like it's more familiar but it's really fun you know every time i've had little parties like that with friends they're just like oh this is so nice and i love this and god can we do this every weekend and <laughs> you know because it, it feels good you know i mean it's like if we um uh primates spend 10 to 20 percent of their time doing social grooming um you know they're always like you know touching and petting each other and you know picking insects out of their fur and all that kind of stuff um but they found that one of the reasons that they do it is to foster sharing and cooperation so you know it's something that makes us um feel more connected and closer to people and more generous with them and yeah that's uh that's super helpful so, right and yeah. i think um maybe this is my poetic brain speaking because i'm really creative i guess in a way to sort of satisfy that um touch hunger as you quoted in your book might i add um i i guess i use my words as to satisfy that particular touch concept or so you write about it or yeah 
yeah, I, I write poems, which is basically how I help with my emotions and or thoughts, whether it be touch or affection or desire or any other words you can think uh, of. Um, so I guess you've... my words are my own in, in, eternal touch, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Actually, if you've, if you've written a poem about touch, can you send it to me? I would love to read that. That sounds amazing. Sure. Um, my poems do um, involve um, touch um, to some extent. So I'll be happy to share that with you at some point. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be great. I mean, if you have one in particular that or I don't know, maybe you're going to be inspired by our conversation to write one. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It does happen. I do write poems in the most unusualest of ways. It's real funny. When, when you get inspired, huh? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like when, when the muse comes to visit you. <laughs> Absolutely. So I do have that icebreaker question. For All right, you. let's get, I'm ready. <laughs> it's a real fun question that many of my guests enjoy. Okay. If you could have any superpower that's not flying, because I know many people miss flying, but I have to take that option away. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? <laughs> I mean, I do have, I, I actually say that one of my superpowers is hugging, but um, <laughs> actually if I, if I had to choose, you know, cause that's a superpower that I already have. I would actually probably choose surfing. Um, I, yeah, I, you know, I've, I've been obsessed with it for years and Oh, about 10 years ago, I, I decided, okay, I'm going to like go and take a trip and learn how to surf. And I was so mad. It's hard. It's really hard. And I was like, God, I wish I had started on this 20 years ago, you know, because even, I mean, even if you're like up on the board and up on a wave for like two seconds, it's so amazing. It just, it feels so good. It feels so good. And, um, you know, it's a, a really, I mean, I don't know. Did you see those pictures from earlier this year of like people surfing like this hundred foot tall wave? I mean, it was it was incredible. I was just like, oh my god, I want to be like that with the ocean. I mean, I love to swim in the ocean and body surf and um, yeah, to be able to surf it. That that's probably the superpower I would pick. I love that superpower. That power is actually on my bucket list to actually be able to serve i know mine too I'm yeah not hand-eye coordinated at all so it would take a lot of balance and feng shui or tranquility to actually be able to stand on the board um <laughs> you know what might be good practice for that actually is um the stand-up paddle boards have you ever seen those that like people take out on the river and creeks and lakes and stuff yes yeah, that might that might actually kind of give you a good feel for what it's like. It's not exactly like surfing, but um, it's it's similar. Um, and also snowboarding is kind of similar. And there's um, there's these cool little um, like personal transportation things called a one wheel. Actually, uh, um, skateboarding as well. You know, it's like all kind of you know, that, that thing of like balancing on a small board, but the, the one wheel is like, it's like this, um, this board, and then it's got like a big wheel through the middle and it's electronic and you balance on it and you can 
cruise around on it. So um, that might be something worth trying. You know, it seems like there's there's things that you can do to kind of um, help yourself to, you know, so that when you did get on the board, you wouldn't be, you know, you wouldn't be starting from scratch. So. Okay, and it's funny because there's this um, surfer movie um, called Johnny Tsunami, and whenever it would come on, I would add this like toy plastic little like chair or red chair, and I would like flip it, and then I would stand on it. And pretend you were surfing? Yeah. That's so awesome. I want to do that now. I mean, I just... Of course, I, that was when I was a little kid. And, it's a lot silly if I were to do it as an adult, but obviously there's actual physical boards that are more suitable than a plastic little play toddler chair. I mean, you'd, you'd probably break, actually you might even like, if I probably tried to do that with like one of my dining room chairs, I'd probably break it, so. <laughs> yeah, okay. Now, but now I wanna go um, get, go out and have like an afternoon on a paddle board on one of those stand-up paddle boards. I think I'm gonna, um, try and make a make a date with one of my friends to do that and maybe we'll hug and cuddle after it so. <laughs> yeah uh, awesome well I don't have any more icebreaker questions um did you have any final thoughts to share with my audience um any social plugins you want to share before we wrap up here and sure hug the paddleboard or your friend? <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't get to do that today, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, if you want to um, find me online, my website is www.nurturinghumantouch.com and the book, which is Somebody Hold Me, The Single Person's Guide to Nurturing Human Touch. Um, you can find that it's, there's a digital, like an ebook, there's a paper book, and there's also an audiobook version of it that you can find on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And, um, you know, what, I think it's Waterstone up in Canada. I mean, there it's, it's, it's most places you can find it in Australia and England and all that good jazz. And, um, yeah, I just uh, actually a final thought is, you know, be for people to be gentle with themselves, you know, because it's like, I think um, this whole reentry into, you know, the world of being around humans is probably not going to be as easy as we'd like it to be for a lot of us. So um, be really, really gentle and forgiving with yourself and others. Um, and, you know, don't assume that everybody that you see is ready to share a hug again you know be sure to ask and get their consent before you dive in for it and it'll make it feel that much better because then you know they want a hug it's a win-win so yeah awesome thank you for joining me today epiphany this was a wonderful conversation and you're so welcome dion thank you for inviting me hug someone's heart in some type of way so. yeah for sure for sure thank you again <laughs> awesome to all my listeners, stay healthy, stay safe. Um, feel free to hug someone if you want to hug them, as long as it's okay with them. And until next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.